0: You I'm right, Rich, we're at the London Craft Beer Festival. Give us your first thoughts.
1: Well, it's quite possibly the most magical place I've ever been in my life. I've never seen so much craft beer in one place, and I'm genuinely excited. I'm already
0: four in, um, so we'll just see where we go. Plus there's a guy over there with a Greg's t-shirt on, so that's always like, bringing the class into the, the London Craft Beer Festival. Barbara uh, what have you had so far? What do you like? Uh, um, this is Wiper and True. Um, very cold, but to be honest, that's about spot
1: on for we're mid-30s today uh, here in London. Sorry, that forgot. this isn't the weather forecast, is it? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know we like to talk
0: about the weather on this podcast, so yeah. yeah.
1: All sorts, I've already lost track, but um, that's quite a, a good in indication of the spirit in which we've engaged here. There's a lot of excitement and no real intent to pace ourselves in any way, which might become
0: quite a sensible strategy before long. Anyway, uh, we'll soon see. Well, yeah, we'll check in later on and give you the, the update as we go along. Okay, just making a special mention for Primus Hacked Brewery. Uh, I've had the Pilsner, very, very good. Rich, uh, which one did you have? Oh, the IPA, and it was delightful. I've got the blonde. The, uh, I, I'm sorry, I forget the name already, but it's the traditional Belgian blonde, which is lovely. Okay, so special mention to Haak's uh, brewery. We're definitely going to have to look them up and do a whole episode on. So we've just
1: visited Queer Brewing um, and we've just got a double IPA for 8 cents. So I'm going to give it a try. Yeah, I try and like, we do a bit of a mix when there's a few options on, but I personally don't get on with the white beers. So that, that was a 4% call flowers, but I think we've both, we've both gone for the double. You know what? Like you try these 8% and all this sort of stuff and you expect them to be a bit heavier and a bit heartier. This is incredibly light and fruity kicking through and it is, it is good. Try some, Joe. This is uh, oh, God, yeah. I think I think I think the smaller quantities are probably helping us yeah, out. As well. I'm not oh, sure I can do a full pint. Not sure I can do a full pint of uh, of, of this one. Might
0: know it is. Oh yeah, that is delicious. It's got a lot of flavour. Very robust flavour, I'd say. I guess that's that double dry hotness you're going to get in there. <laughs> robust. robust. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It smells good. It smells. It smells quite unfiltered as well. So it's like an unfiltered, unpasteurized yeah, kind you of... You, know, you, you can it. see it's so cloudy, isn't it? Yeah, very cloudy in, in, in a feel. So but it's cloudy. that lovely kind of like, that, as you say, cloudy like pale. Yeah, cloudy and pale kind of like look to it. So yeah, liking what we're hearing from uh, and seeing from Queer Brewing. Okay, so we just had some Beak, Beak Brewery. They're from uh, Lewis. Very near close to me actually, Tom Wellsway. Sussex. Sussex, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, so very close. Actually, uh, a lot of heritage of beer in, in Lewis, actually, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, Isn't that, that's not Harvey's. Harvey's it's is yeah, Lewis, right? Yeah, yeah, so exactly. There's so a lot of beer, beer heritage, Lewis, so good to see a craft beer coming out uh Bob, we and i have got the uh the pals pills haven't we beautiful lovely lovely really smooth just goes down easy did i just hear uh, the
1: gentleman there explain it's uh it's been quite popular in japan yes <laughs> they <laughs> just shipped some some cases out to japan <laughs> it's, it's the craft beer scene in asia is blowing up at the moment and like these i'm trying to straw uh which is a seven percent and it is once again, it's, everything's just so light and refreshing at the moment. I don't know if that's just the sun and any form of liquid is making me feel absolutely fantastic at the moment. I think it's just
0: because you've got sunglasses on. I think as soon as you put sunglasses on, every beer just tastes yeah. that much more refreshing. The man, the man is the embodiment of fresh. So actually, the,
1: <laughs> all the drinks are just going in. that, the same
0: way. I think it's a handlebar mustache that does it. You know, it really seals the deal. Yeah. So Rich, what have you got? So I've got the, uh, we've just been to New Bristol Brewing. And I've got the Mango and Lime Lassi ghost. Very, very tasty, quite unusual. I never really have ghosts if I'm quite honest, but it's uh, it's, it's delicious. What, and so what are you on? I'm on the Blueberry Lemon Donut Drizzle and it's fairly intense. I mean, that sounds intense just for the name. I mean, I love that they're not like pulling any punches. They're really going in on those kind of like different flavor combinations. What about you, What Are you you in the mood for a bit of new Bristol brewing?
1: I am, I'm still finishing off our beak from earlier on, but then uh, there's a very, very attractive looking Mondo stand with neon lighting and cavey vibes going on. Not normally what I think of uh, with with a beer, but I'm drawn to it.
0: No, I'm definitely, I think we're going to find ourselves in the Mondo party in a second.
1: Try that and tell me it doesn't taste like cake at the end. So you get like a load of hits and then it tastes a bit cakey. Wait for it, wait for it. There might be a little whiff of cakey in there. It's a lot of ras- What was that? Raspberry? Uh-oh. It's like blueberry lemon donut drizzle, but you
0: get you get a slight pastry taste at the end, which is a bit mad. I mean, the fact that they've been able to capture that pastry like taste yeah. in a beer is hilarious. Try it. I, yeah, I mean. Well, I was gonna say, it,
1: it, it's different, it's
0: yeah. different. As different. Well. I feel like I've just eaten some sort of Mr. Kipling cake that's right it. there. You yeah. know, that's really interesting. <laughs> so yeah, definitely like, I've never had a beer that tastes so cakey at the end there, that's delicious. I've noticed, uh,
1: just, just on the topic of a Mr. Kipling tasting beer, I've noticed, uh, well, we talked about them in the past, so the London Craft Beer Festival, we were talking, we were comparing it to other beer festivals in the past. I think the phrase, this is way better than Worcester, was mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I've noticed it's slightly different to a camera vibe in here, isn't it? There's a, there's a few camera types in here, but I've been mean a couple of camera beer festivals which have been a, a little bit more uh, cast heavy, shall we say. Well,
0: I'm just loving, I guess on that point, there is such an eclectic mix of people here, which is perfect, you know, you know all walks of life. Whereas I feel with the cameras here, it attracts the bearded folk, you know, whereas, you know, like, you know, who really, really invest in their beer. Whereas I think here you've got a whole mixture of people. I mean, we've already talked about queer brewery upstairs, having some delicious brews you know everyone who's anyone is here right now at the london craft beer festival it feels like the you know the the fashion the milan fashion week of (laughs) brewing you know what i really enjoyed there was just a gentleman who walked past with a t-shirt that just
1: said beer it wasn't sponsoring any other kind of beer he was just beer i was (laughs) like my kind
0: of guy Right, we've just been to uh, to Brixton Brewery. Rich, tell me what you've got from Brixton. I've just got a black lager,
1: which I've never heard of in my life. So I'm not too sure what it's gonna be, what
0: it's gonna taste like, but just give me a minute. So I went with their electric mix, their, uh, their, their kind of session IPA. It's very tasty, very quaffable. What I can tell, this is a charcoal-based lager, is what I'm getting from it. And it is, yeah, I, I'm not gonna
1: lie, it's not great. I've lager didn't taste like charcoal
0: which is exactly what it tastes like and it's now painted my beer glass sorry brixton uh, <laughs> well yeah, i mean that's different i mean it is what it is it's uh, it's a very distinctive color and by the sound of things very distinctive taste so you're gonna go have to try and wash this out and there are water stations all around but you know here you go I'll hold that I'll, I'll give a try this uh that is interesting because that is is a charcoal lager? No, it's a possible it black, 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 black lager. And that, <laughs> in my opinion, tastes like a watered down Imperial Stout. That,
1: that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I, I think I probably just look like a cat who's just had catnip. <laughs> like freaking <laughs> out. How is that? Um, yeah, not not as feisty and in your face as an Imperial
0: Stout, but still giving you a cat scratch, whatever happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> They've been picking up casts every day. What are you talking about? Right, we're at the Timothy Taylor stand. So I've gone for Landlord, which is the beer end Endor when it comes to classic um, beers. And so. we are
1: doing an episode on, on Timothy Taylor's coming soon, I think,
0: aren't we? Yeah, and then a, whole, a whole episode listeners. This is a bit of a sneak review. Spoiler alert, I love it. Yeah. So Landlord is a traditional English ale. It's warm, it's, uh, it's, it is it is warm to the taste. It's not a cold beer. Uh, and it's, it's what we, you would have described, rich as a flat beer. Barbara, what have you got now? I forgot. One sec, I'll be right back. <laughs> I've
1: got the I've got the new that so they've dropped at this beer festival. Timothy Taylor's have dropped the Hopical Storm, I think it's called Pale Ale. So I'm curr- I'm currently trying that, and I won't lie. I've not been a fan of Timothy Taylor's. When I first tried it a couple of weeks ago, I thought it was just a bit meh, would be the best way to describe it. And I'm currently trying the new Hopical Storm Pale Ale, and it is still
0: meh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I see. Okay. It's pretty bland and tasteless. Even as they're like attempts as at a craft beer you're not really a fan of that. It's, 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 there's nothing special
1: about it in any way, shape, or form. Don't listen to him, listeners. He's, he's just trying to be provocative and, and he's just trying to wind me and Joe up because, uh, I, well, so I've got the Knoll Spring, which is the golden 4.2%. Um, that's pretty lovely as well. I can't really say for, uh, for the hoppical Storm, I've not had it yet. Right. Okay, well, so yeah, we'll put it on.
0: I, I have just had a bit of the hoppical Storm. It's a kind of a weakened down version of a, of a Pale Ale, I'd say, in my opinion. I'm afraid to say. I think
1: I would like to try it when I'm not under so much pressure and, and could like- Give us it. your review, Barber. I I declined to comment at this time. Tell, tell me, I, tell, tell me I'm wrong. No, no,
0: actually, no. Uh, Well, well. This is really going to set you over the edge. Um, We're just trying landlord, probably for the first time. It's still rubbish. It's it's actually a delicious beer, but I get where you're coming from. If you're looking for those, like, fruity, you know, like, IPA, double-dried hops, you know, situation. I don't mind
1: a traditional ale. That just doesn't taste good. I'm I'm standing my ground on Hoppergall Storm. It's, you know, it's like more sessionable. It's got a little bit of a nutty vibe going on, which will appeal to a lot of people who might not be you drabbers with your coconut tango chewing gum nonsense. (laughs) But that's a nice beer. It's it's not. It's not a nice beer. It's just, it's boring It's bland, and it's just, there's nothing charismatic about it. Travis, let's not fight because you will win and I'll just be embarrassed.
0: Well, <laughs> let's face it. We can't really agree too much on Timothy Taylor's. We'll have to wait to the full episode to do a full debrief on that. But what we all can agree on is the guys who are working the Timothy Taylor's stall are hench. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, I, no, I was quite
0: intimidated. They're, they're lovely, but heavens above. <laughs> Jacked. They're free gym passes at Timothy Taylor's, all we can say. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so we just had Glasshouse from uh, a Birmingham-based brewery, so very close to Richard and I's home. Uh, Munari, what do you think? I think it's one of the nicest things I've tried so
1: far on this beer beer adventure that I'm going on today. Um, It's light, it's refreshing, it's incredibly hoppy, and the boys are just really nice. They seem to brew it, so I'm there for that. I've just had a little taste of that. That's beautiful. I, I, I've not got that. I've tried Blackcurrant
0: Julie, which is a fruit pale. Uh, I'll have a little sip of it while you deliver your verdict. on. That. Well, I just think as a Session Ale, it, it, it does exactly what you're, it says on the tin. It's refreshing. It's palatable. It's not uh, evasive in any way, shape or form, but it's not like, it, you know, it's not bland. It's got flavor to it. So I think it would pair very nicely with, a, you know, out in the garden doing what you want to do. Uh, you know, with some food, it basically will fit into very into quite a lot of different um, scenarios. So, monari by Glasshouse, I'm a big fan of that.
1: Yeah, I could see myself drinking it all day, which is lethal in one sense. But yeah, I'm there. Fan though I am of the Monari Actually, to be honest, I'm being a little bit selfish. I'm thinking the world revolves around me. The Blackcurrant Julie is not my cup of tea. Right. You know I don't really pick up these pretty ones that often. They might be for someone out there, but this is... Um, not your cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. Again, there's people out there who will love this, but this is that very sour very fruity, yeah. like not that hoppy, not that malty. Well, I mean like malt, almost as if malt not, not been near it, but that's not that's not the beer that it is, if that but, makes
0: sense. But talking to them just there, they've only been around since uh, since 2019 and they've actually only been doing like a full trading year, a whole trading year, so they're almost a year old. And I already love the fact that they're trying different beers, you know? They're not just rallying around one specific beer, like this manure is a hit, you know? They're probably putting out there and people are buying it the fact they're trying different brews as well i think is a really interesting competence. yeah
1: you just do one you're uh you're sunk aren't you are you are sunk are not you let us be honest
0: right two tribes uh two tribes held very tasty i've had it before very nice what have you got rich
1: uh, i've got the watermelon something or other. i can't remember the full name but it is just a bit too sour is that, that sour though it is sour that that thing nearly just made me cry no like, there's there, there, there's sour beers and they've just gone a bit too far the one way and it's just like oh
0: I was going to say it's like those atomic sweets you used to eat when you were younger. So if you're into that kind of thing, which let's face it, a lot of Gen Zers are into those kind of like Tiny Rebels made their money off very sweet beers, so you know. And I've made my feelings about Tiny Rebel very clear. Um, <laughs> well we're going to see
1: them shortly, won't we? I genuinely can't wait. It's uh, I hope the CEO's there. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want the head brewmaster. hundred oh, percent of telling me his beers are awful. <laughs> Um, I don't know what it is I've got. You very kindly of got it for me, but this is a little bit more doable. Hells. It's Hells. Hells. Oh, it's the Hells. So it's one of their signature beers is the Hells. No wonder. Yeah, no, that's, that's far more doable. You know, easy on a palate and just kind of like beer. Does that oh, make no. sense? <laughs> Um, so, okay, we're having a little taste of uh, Burning Sky. I don't know if you got the same as me, Rich, but I've got the um, Saison Ete, if my pron- pronunciation is all right. Um, it's probably a fairly crisp and, and refreshing drink, but I, I don't know. I'm expect- I was expecting more out of the taste, considering it's a Saison, right? So, I generally... I think mine was called the Lupendetto, and... It's it's fine in the grand scheme of things. It's not it's not repulsive in an age at thorn, but it's not it's not blowing me away. And I think I think the worst part is is I've tried an incredible amount of beer today, and I've tried some phenomenal ones. An incredible amount of incredible beer. Incredible amount of beer. And it is if anything, you are to be commended for that as well. Well, it's understandable. I've drunk a lot of beer, and you've received that badge yeah. of honour that
0: you're receiving. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. It's fine there's better stuff out there. I would say you get a better judge of beer once you've had an incredible amount of it. So, yeah. <laughs> If anything, that just, just like sharpens your senses towards what a good beer <laughs> is
1: Well, doesn't matter that it didn't blow you away, though, because we have actually stumbled upon a little bit of a secret of the Craft Beer Festival in London. There is, in the room in which Northern Monk are and... York uh, uh, bru- Yeah, exactly. And York um, There is a absolutely golden air-conditioning machine,
0: (laughs) which we've decided to loiter by for an extended period, basically. We are definitely purloining this cool air that's coming out of the air-conditioning right now. So, uh, yeah. I think in this room, Brew York, Northern Monk. uh, Brew York, to be fair,
1: have sold out. or They're they're, they're emptied, so uh, they are fairly near the entrance. But people, quite obviously, were looking at their first few options and went, I'm going Brew York. Uh, it's a very good sign to sell out one or second day of, of selling. What is it? It's uh, two and a... I, we don't we this just because we're seeing it two hours before the end of the thing. It could have been longer than that, uh, ago go, but they, uh, they actually run out.
0: But plenty more beer to where that comes from. It might not be from Brework, but there's plenty more beer to go around.
1: Yeah, let's go hunting for some. Two more hours? Dales, you say? Um,
0: okay, where's Dales? Ales and Dales. There's a pale ale from Dales. It's it's American. Slow slow down. I don't
1: know where the hell I'm from. (laughs)
0: Ale (laughs) tales. To be sure. Is that that an aircon unit? Let's go and reconvene over near the aircon unit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I went for, I asked the gentleman, what beer that isn't like a Stone or a Laganitas, because we know those breweries in America, yeah. what are you, oh my god, this is amazing. What do you recommend to have? And he was like, well, tell me something you don't know and I'll give it to you. And I was like, well, I've never heard of Dale's before, so give me a Dale's. And I'm drinking a Dale's Pale Ale. Makes sense. Yeah, that's easy you to say. Delicious, delicious excellent.
1: It's a, a nice sort of uh, and chestnut kind of color as well. Yeah, and
0: the difference being is it is a very kind of quintessential American version of a craft ale. Right, so it is, it is as you say, chestnut in, is more brown in kind of like color, it, discoloration, you know, it tastes kind of like more like chestnutty, I suppose is the right word for it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough.
1: Well, we got sidetracked. We actually, drappers and I got drawn to uh, faulty Alston and uh, to be honest, we were kind of drawn to them I, I don't want to be mean, but it's kind of like, we were like, there's no queue here, which like normally you don't go, Yeah. oh, look, go where they're in the queue, you kind of think that's the one that's neglected. But they've got a Napa on show, oh, wow. and we are loving it, right? It is delightful. Like, as, all, as, as we all know, I'm a big Napa fan, and this was just, it just hits the nail on the head again. Slightly sour, a little bit citrusy kicking yeah. through as well. It, and it packs a little bit of a punch, which I'm which there. If you've got like a big whole spectrum, at on one end you've got something that's refreshing you ain't got to think about, and at the other end you've got heavy, very full-bodied, a lot going on in terms of flavour. For me, this is, I mean, it's probably more than more 50%, more than 50% towards the latter, but that is probably the, the, the dumb thing in beer at the moment, and it, it is nailed it, 10 out of 10, hasn't it? Cracking, definitely try them
0: out. What was that brew again? For Forty Alston. Well, checking them out, are they American? Dolston, in... Dal- not Dolston. Well, that's Al- not
1: an American then? No, no, no Dolston. I, I don't know, I, I've not heard of them before. For... Dolston's in London. Fine, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna argue
0: with you on that. Yeah, I thought you were trying the
1: American ones.
0: No, I was, and I went to the Discover American Craft Beer. Well, I've had enough of that and I'm leaving. <laughs> Right. So this is the double barrels uh, mm-hmm. it, the limited release. they just literally dropped it at 2.30 today at the craft beer festival. Yeah, I mean, it, it's petrol. It's an imperial stout, barrel aged in, um, what was the, bris- the bourbon? A whiskey barrel. It was a bourbon barrel, yeah. but it was uh, a specific bourbon barrel.
1: Do you remember?
0: Yes. So it's an imperial stout aged in, uh, for a year, in whiskey bourbon barrels. It's funny to look at it, there's
1: like no heads or anything. It's just, it's like liquid tar, right? It's, it's
0: a pure Imperial stout, and actually, that is really tasty. It's an Imperial stout, so it is not a pale ale. But actually, as a flavour profile goes, that is really interesting. I'm really enjoying that taste. And Rich has got a look of absolute, like, he's just been defeated by this beer right now because his whole premise is about that he hates imperial stouts. There are no good ones. Why else would you ever have an imperial stout? And yet this one by Double Barrelled Brewery is interesting.
1: Okay, so I stand by that imperial stouts in general are not good beers. They're not, they're not good to drink. And I still stand by, I could not drink a whole pint of this in any way, shape or form. But I will hold my hands up and say, the taste profile and what I tried just then is pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Yeah, legit. It's like don't don't think of it, don't think of it as a beer in many ways, isn't it? That's that's a better way to treat it. It's almost like you've got a little sipping digestive or something like that. Something you're gonna have. In a minimal volume. I mean, I don't know the size of the bottle that they cracked open, but it is something to have a little sip on later on. It is going to be. It's bringing the fire. <laughs> it's bringing the. I'm not going to use the p-word to describe this one because this is absolutely the epitome of that word. Um, but it's poking. Okay. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll, that's a good word. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that from now on. Um, but no, it's, it's kind of almost. Like don't don't treat it as you can't you can't put it in on the same table this is not a, a real uh, phrase you can't put it in the same table as these session beers we've spent most of the day drinking it's something else Yeah, has got that really bold get in your face think about this sort of vibe to it uh, and i think
0: actually when you consider all of that we're all here for it but also not to forget it's a 12 percent like this is Four times the amount, or sorry, three times the amount of any other beer we've had so far. This is a big, big beer right now. Yeah. So you aren't meant to consume it in a normal session, you know, you are meant to have it as like a, a treat with friends, which I think we're having right now. So, you know. Yeah,
1: give, give, give it a try as a, a, a one off. It is absolutely the polar opposite of, you know, the classic ARC. It's not going up there with Heineken and Carlsberg, is it?
0: No, but I think also as well, like, in the way of a drop goes. I think Double Barrel Brewery have done this really well, and that they're the only people I've seen so far that have had a limited release for a drop at two thirty. Uh, like they've given a specific time, and the crowd that had gathered around Double Drop, Double Brewery, sorry, was huge. You yeah, know, there were there were like legitimately a few like expectant faces wanting to give this a go, and those crowd and the faces were very much beer drinkers. That's for sure.
1: It didn't taste awful Because if it would Tasted horrific Imagine what would have happened I right? Just Not good Yeah
0: Not much about it. I think everyone was going to say It was good Whatever happened <laughs> But yeah I mean As an imperial style goes It's the most palatable One I've had And the fact that I'm only having a few sips of it Is even more so Why I think it's palatable And that's all we have time for this week's episode Of the I'll Try That podcast And so for me Joe Rich Barber And Simo Goodbye don't forget to follow us on Instagram Twitter I'll try that podcast.com. and watch us on YouTube goodbye now